Welcome to this bonus episode of Tim Talk, the podcast sometimes about the DC animated universe, co-created by Bruce Tim. I'm Chris Lord. I'm Cameron Dexter. And Comic-Con. We're deep in the hangover. Yes. You, you, you should be more hungover than I am, but I think somehow I am more hungover. Listen, I don't know what was going on this year with Comic-Con, but I felt weirdly energized. Yeah, you were very, very upbeat and chipper. Yeah, we, we you, you made it down to the con. I did make it down for approximately five hours. Hey, it was it was a nice surprise for me. I had no idea you were coming down. Yes. I very much appreciated seeing you. Uh, it was okay I, seeing you. I, I don't know. It was, for me at least, the con felt busier than ever, as it always yeah, so, does. Oh my God, it was so busy. But somehow it felt so smooth. It felt like, so right. It, yeah, like everything just kind of clicked this year. Uh, was your mind telling you no? Uh, but my body, <laughs> my body's telling me yes. <laughs> I know you were trying to get the Santana in, and I was trying to figure out how to how to squeeze that in. The Santana? Because uh, uh, I said uh, smooth, and you oh, said... Oh, okay. Well, what's the next line? Because um, take me... Uh, I don't know. I forgot You're it. You're so smooth, yeah. Give me your heart. Take it real. No, make it real. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> we got a song reference in. Uh, no, everything everything felt like it, it just kind of clicked into place, which never happens at cons. No, like, it's normally... Everything is super disjointed. A mess. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I Everything like just kind of went every i got everything that i wanted yeah. i made it into basically every panel i wanted to get into minus two mm-hmm. um one i was fine not getting into because I, I tried to get into the avatar panel last day of Ender panel worth clarifying yes um and it it was sad not getting in but also awesome seeing like how powerful the fan base still is because mm-hmm. uh, they were in one of the smaller rooms and I got in line 45-ish minutes early, and there were probably 500 people in line. Oh, damn. Yeah, like, it, it really warmed my heart. Like, I, I was very much fine. Like, you know what? This is nice. This, let, let them have it. Yeah. And even the security person working the line was like, yeah, Pete, like, half the room right now is already in for Avatar. I'm like, that's awesome. Now, okay. How... How do you feel about the camping out thing? Campers, I, I honestly just had a conversation about it uh, with a coworker. Camping, yes, it's frustrating, but I don't see it as like cheating the system. Because you are giving up. I mean, you, you have such a limited time at the con. There's yeah. four days with preview night. Um, and you are sacrificing that time to basically guarantee a spot for yourself. Because I, I, I talked to a few people down there because you weren't the only person I know who missed out on a panel because there were there was room, but they all had like the, the bathroom passes still. Mm-hmm. So there's a few venues that had like 100 seats, but those 100 seats were still claimed by like the bathroom passes. People were basically like, oh, I'm just going to walk out of here for the, the hour. Yeah, so, so what, what a bathroom pass is, for those who've never been to Comic-Con, is... Uh, you can once you get in the room. If you want to leave, if you have to, you know, get a snack, go to the restroom, or whatever, they'll give you a ticket, and you scan your badge, and basically you can come back anytime while that panel's still happening and have a seat. So if, yeah. if I get into a panel that starts at one thirty uh, and ends at two thirty, 
I can walk in and immediately get a bathroom pass and just roam around until 2.30 when I have to be back to hand it back in. See, that part of it seems like it's abused quite a bit. Because mm-hmm. then there, you, cause sometimes they just schedule stuff really poorly. Like they'll schedule like an unpopular panel that someone is super excited about between well, like huge panels and then no one can get into that middle Well, that was exactly my situation room. in the second panel that I met. I, I saw half of it. Okay. Um, but I wanted to see Gendry Tartofsky, who makes uh, amazing shows like Doctor's right. Lab, Samurai Jack, the original Clone War series. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a new show coming out on Adult Swim called Primal, which is a um, silent action series. Yeah. Uh, which is awesome. And they premiered the first episode there and then had a full Q&A with him afterwards. So Rick and Morty was right before it um, with very determined fans. Uh, like no I said, shit. I got in line two hours early. Uh, they were about... These are Rick see. and Morty fans. They were probably there the week before Yeah, in line. So each... each And this is out in the sun. This is yeah. an outdoor line. Of course it is. So there was... Well, let's see. Rick and Morty fans never get sunlight. So. Right. One, two, three, four, five, six. There was about 600 people ahead of me in line. And that's not a joke. Each each strand had a hundred people in it. Yeah. And there were cool. six strands ahead of me. Uh, and so the panel starts at one and it's it's two, it's noon right now. Um so like twelve thirty, the panel before it starts to clear out, the line starts moving up. Now there's probably three hundred people in front of me. And the guy comes by, the the security person comes by, he's like, Hey, if you're here for Rick and Morty, at this point you're not getting in get out of line Mm -hmm. Uh, because now, Oh, so after the panel was Bob's burgers, after my panel was Bob's burgers. So now people behind me are queuing up for Bob's burgers. Yeah. Uh, And there's a pretty sizable overlap between the two audiences. 600 people get out of line in front of you. Like how many people actually left? No. So that's the thing is maybe 30 people left because everyone's like, Oh no, it's like, they're just trying to like test our, test our fandom. I'm like, no, no, they're, 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 they they couldn't no care. Room. They yeah, couldn't they care less. They don't give a shit to your Rick and Morty fans. They don't care what fans you are. Yeah, uh, and so the panel starts. So it's now one one fifteen. The panel starts. There's maybe maybe a hundred more people got in, uh, and people are still headstrong. Like we're gonna get in. Like I know we're gonna get in. Like, do you think people are just gonna leave in the middle of the panel they're waiting for? Yeah. Like, no, you're not gonna get in. God damn. And so Rick and Morty ends, and there's like 15 minutes till my panel starts. There's still about 150 people in front of me. Uh, and they all just kind of switch their attitude of like, well, we didn't get into Rick and Morty, so I guess we'll go see Bob's Burgers. I'm like, no, I want to see my panel. See, that was really poor planning on their part. It really was. Yeah. Like, I get... It's weird how they do their schedules, too, because they tend to put the biggest marquee panels towards the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Which, well, that that's only sometimes. Sometimes they'll start them at the beginning. Yeah, because like honestly, that kind of makes more sense, right? Like it makes more sense to get all of the big panels done so that the smaller panels people are actually there for it. Yeah, because again, like most people that were in the room for the Gendy Tarkovsky panel weren't probably even there for the panel. Like they probably didn't exactly. even give two shit. So it's like, and also it seems weird too that the big panels would be so late because if you, you feel like at that point people want to leave go get dinner that sort of stuff well so that's that's another one brooklyn 99 was at 8 30 what 
Yeah. What? That was the last panel of the day. What is like? Doesn't the floor close at like seven? Yeah, but panels go on until midnight. Yeah, I know, but it's like who who's still going to panels that late? I don't understand. Uh, there was another one that was late. There people started. It was it was another like seven thirty eight start, and people started lining up at like four. Oh God. And I I wish I could. It might have. I know that might have been the Brooklyn Nine Nine one. That sounds exhausting. Yeah. Because I I've done. I may have. I probably mentioned this podcast before. I slept on the San Diego Pier once. Mm-hmm. to get into Hall H on a Saturday. And this would have been in, I think it was the, it was 2013. Okay. So, but it was the year they announced BVS, which was pretty cool. Gotcha. No one. So it was time, the year after the stabbing then. There's was a, oh, it was oh, the year after yeah. the stabbing. Yeah. I, I told that story to someone this year and they're like, that didn't happen. I'm like, oh, oh it, 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 someone got stabbed at Comic-Con and no yeah. one talks about it. Nope. Because, like, for the most part, everyone's pretty cool down there. Yeah. Like, I've never really dealt with a problematic person. I've I've had a few. Yeah. I, I had one where um, I was in line for, I mean, it, it was high, you know, everyone was kind of tense, high tense situation. I was in line for Hall H. My mom was outside of the line, and we were just talking because she didn't want to jump in with me. Yeah. We, she was like, we're should I go next? Because she was going to wait in another line for me because she's the sweetest human Aww. in the world. Um, and so I'm kind of on the side and people are walking past me talking to my mom. Everyone sees that I'm still in line. Uh, so we finish our conversation and I jump back in and we're moving and the guy behind me just flips out. He's like, this is a line cutter. I haven't seen him in this line the whole time. He just jumped this. He, and I was maybe 15 at the time. Yeah. So like he had probable cause that I was a, a hooligan. Uh, but like, also, are you going to start like yelling at some random 15 year old child? Uh, Yes. God. <laughs> so you become that person? <laughs> no, I, I, no, I, I do not. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he was just making this huge scene. I was like, I haven't seen this person. He cut in line. Uh, and luckily, like people in front of me, like, no, he was, he was standing here. He was having a conversation. He was with us. Yeah. I'm like, thank you, people. Because <laughs> I don't know how to handle that situation. I don't know. Because this was a big guy. Yeah. I, he, he's like, Six two six three. Again, is he gonna what beat you up? You're a fifteen year old yeah, child. You're yeah. a fucking minor. <laughs> like, I mean, ten, I mean, it, it's situations <laughs> get super tense at Comic Con. People when they don't get what they want, they flip out. See, I haven't really had to deal with those super tense situations. Even even so, was it? It would have been Friday morning. They were late opening the front doors oh, by seven minutes. Seven minutes. Yeah, and a riot almost started. Of course. So. Small tip for people going to Comic-Con for the first time. <clears throat> if you can get to an inside line, uh, it's much easier to get to the floor before the outside people because they have a different supervisor. You, I don't even know what you're talking about. So, so when you're no, waiting, you don't need to clarify. I will because I want people because it's a good tip. But why would you share it? Because it's a good tip. The I, 70 have, people that listen to this, who most of them don't even go to Comic-Con, will now try this one out. Day. They'll yeah. now try this trick. Yeah, well, it's, it's very much... You'll a, have to fight for them. It's a coin toss. You're going to get in line. Someone's going to seemingly cut in front of you. You're going to yell at them, and then you're eventually going to realize, oh, that's a listener, and then they're going to hate us. And they're going to write us a negative review. Well, if we have if we have people that listen to Cut in Line, I don't want you to listen anymore. <laughs> They're not even going to cut in line. You're going to think they cut in line. No, I'm not. It's going to be some 15-year-old kid who you're their hero, and then you're going to berate them in a Comic-Con line. They're going to hate you Only forever. Only if they compete with me in the SpongeBob Fry Cook cook-off. You're going to create a syndrome. Yes, I am. <laughs> you are. And it's going to come back to bite you in the ass someday. Go home, buddy. I work alone. Um, 
the, so the tip, just real quick, of it, it's very much a, a coin toss. Who, which supervisor says it's okay to go in first? Basically, if you wait inside, you're waiting upstairs and you go down the escalator to get on the floor, as opposed to waiting outside where you're already on the ground level and they just let everyone in. But how do you even get upstairs? Uh, you can go up and act like you're waiting and you go up like you're getting in line for ballroom 20 yeah. or one of the panels. And in the pavilion area, there is a, oh, a queue. queue. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and so it, it's very much a coin toss to see who lets who in first. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so the outside one, we were seven minutes late. So right at 930, father and son up front, like he taps his watch uh, and they let him and his son in. And no one else. What? I don't know why. Maybe he had something, he had some other thing to do. Maybe he had some sort of business thing. Yeah, he was a businessman. He was a businessman. With his son. He was in a full suit and briefcase. Yes. And a child. Mm-hmm. And a baby Bjorn. And so chants start, people start yelling, and I'm like, we're minutes away from props being thrown at the window. So many LARP swords that get thrown at that glass. Yeah. That it, do nothing. And so one of the security people comes out and is like trying to tell us how to scan the badge in. And people were just yelling at him. It's like, we know how to do it. Just let us in. Uh, Is there anything more futile in the world than an angry nerd? Not no. Getting, not getting their way? Yeah. So my, my quote for everyone is like, nerds are docile until we're not. Until you're not. Yeah. yeah. And then, like I'm saying you, like I don't count. And t- yeah, I said we until we are not. Because <laughs> I am I am as a human very docile until I'm not. Yes. So uh, it's pretty good you never end up on that bad side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like, so those those moments do happen where like, you know, mob mentality is quick. Yes, I, I've just been like I've never had to deal with a mob mentality, uh, but also I haven't really been super present at the con the last couple of years. Like I said, I was there for five hours this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we go into our our two trips, we have a lot of news to cover. Yeah, a lot was announced. <laughs> oh my god! So what's the bulk of the news is obviously covering stuff from Marvel because that's the biggest announcements. Let's save that to the end and kind of hit other stuff. Yeah. So why don't we start off with some of the major trailers okay. that have come out in the last week. Some at Comic-Con, some not. One not. Two not. Two. Mr. Rogers. Well, yeah, what's the other one? Cats. That wasn't Comic-Con? No, that came out before Comic-Con. Did it really? Oh, you know, I mean, I guess it came out on Thursday, but it didn't come out as part of Comic-Con. Oh, just I just dropped, assumed it did. No, they just dropped it on Thursday because they're like, it's the Cats trailer. Yeah. The whole internet screamed. I assumed it was another, because like I was in the room when Top Gun was announced, Yeah, which was handled so poorly, by the way. Oh, I, I know. You told me. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll recap the story super fast. <laughs> so the Batman Beyond panel was after Terminator, mm-hmm. which it was announced as Terminator, not the Universal panel, but the Terminator panel. Uh, so I get in a couple minutes early to try and find a seat. Terminator ends. They turn the lights on. Everyone stands up, and the moderator comes back onto the stage. They're like, hey, cameraman, let's play that trailer one more time. Uh, and so the, everyone's standing. Everyone's moving around, and the lights dim again, and you can't see anything. No. And so everyone like awkwardly takes a knee because like you don't want to be in anyone's way, and people yeah. are polite sometimes. When they're not stabbing people. Yeah. Uh, And so they played the the extended three and a half minute Terminator trailer again. Uh, And then the lights come back up and, you know, there's like scattered applause. The lights come back up and everyone again stands up, starts moving around. And Conan walks on stage. Jesus. Conan O'Brien. Uh, the, the Conan, not Conan, not Conan. Schwarzenegger, I mean, Schwarzenegger was out. on stage. Yeah, he could have come out after an immediate costume change. Yeah. He just started yelling at people. Um, I would have stayed for that. Yeah, Conan O'Brien comes <laughs> out, um, and he's like, "Everyone, sit down. I got an I got an announcement for you." 
And I'm like, I just want a seat for Batman. <laughs> uh, so he comes out. He's like, hey, get ready to meet the most famous person you're ever going to meet. Here's Tom Cruise. And everyone has no idea what's going on. They're taking photos wildly. Uh, and so then he announces uh, Top Gun uh, Mavericks. I watched that Top Gun 2 trailer. It looks very generic. Yeah, it's fine. Like, the movie, the movie will probably be entertaining. It'll probably be fun. It, the movie felt cheesy. The trailer felt cheesy, which I thought was in line with the original movie, which is like one of the cheesiest things they ever made. Yeah. But it will probably be fun. I mean, the, the kind of ridiculous thing is that in the movie, Maverick like insists on still being a pilot, even though he's kind of aged way past that point. And mm-hmm. because he's so bored with himself, he's basically just constantly getting into death-defying scenarios. And you're watching this, you're going, is this really that much of a stretch for him? Do you think... Um what what are they going to replace the volleyball scene with this this time around? Wait, did they they show did they show something? Well, that was that was from the original volleyball scene. Did they? Yeah, I could. Yeah, so the the trailer had clips of the original movie. I, I, think, I believe so. No, it was all new stuff. I don't think his body still looks like that. I mean, he still keeps he keeps in good shape. Yeah, but that was way too tight. I mean, okay, we're we're gonna keep talking. I'm just gonna let this trailer run in the background here until I find like the homoerotic moment. Okay, which I mean, it's great. It's such a good scene. That volleyball scene is is wonderful. Choice. Um, okay, so this is gonna run in the background, but I mean, look, it's it's probably entertaining. It wasn't a trailer that I was like super super excited about necessarily. Um, okay, what are the trailers happened? Oh, did you see the trailer for the Picard series? I did. So we had a teaser for it what a couple weeks ago. And like there wasn't anything to it. It's basically just like a logo and then like what a photo of him or something like that. Yeah, it was like a field. Some corn. I oh, assume. oh yeah, it's like I think it's like some box of wine. Yeah, because yeah, it's, he's at <laughs> the box of wine and a bag of milk. Chateau Picard. <laughs> <laughs> the way these things should be delivered. Yeah, uh, but the, the full trailer like looks really good. It looks really good. Like, so I started watching Star Trek Discovery, and I stopped after a little bit because I didn't really feel like spending ten bucks a month just to watch that one show. Cause mm-hmm. I, I liked it, but I didn't love it. I've heard that show continues to get better. Um, but I mean, now that show continuing to get better one. And then for Picard, like I will now probably start getting CBS all access. Yeah. Cause this is also the first time we've seen what happens in the original Star Trek continuity past nemesis. Right. So it's like, this is a big deal. Cause you know, he even comments in the trailer, like, Oh, it's been 20 years. Like, well, it's been 20 years for everything. Like we don't know what happens in this future. And now we get to find out, we get some returning faces. Yes. Two? Uh, I don't know Star Trek, so oh, this is going to oh be God. all okay. on you. Well, Seven of Nine is in there. Seven of Nine, of course, was a, a very well-regarded character from Star Trek Voyager. Gotcha. Uh, she's back, played by Jerry Ryan. Uh, oh, wait, no, this is not Tom Cruise. Sorry, I've caught, I've caught up. I've caught up in the trailer. Tweaked direction. Uh, this looks... I got, this, this is a Miles Teller? I can't tell. But this is not a Tom Cruise. This is a, this is a young, fit man. Well, no, there was one where it was like three... Um, it's like text and then like three boxes on the, on okay, the left. This is, oh no, this is, oh, this is the guy. Oh, what's his name? He's so good. Is, he played John Glenn in uh, Hidden Figures. This guy, I like him a lot. He's good. Okay, but now we're in a bar. That, that, that may have been Miles Teller. I don't know. Some dramatic things, conversations, funeral, uh, motorcycle, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, uh, Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise. Some more jets. Did they feel? Is he actually in a jet? Did he learn how to fly a jet for this movie? Because that's what it goddamn seems like. Uh, Glenn Powell was here thinking. Thank of. you, thank you. Glenn uh, and it wouldn't surprise me because he did learn how to fly a helicopter for Rogue Nation. Or no, excuse me, not Rogue, um, not Rogue Nation. Uh, Fallout. Mm-hmm. Like 
obviously these shots are possible to do without actually having a camera just strapped inside of a jet. But I wouldn't be surprised if this is all done for real. Like we're probably gonna get a featurette before this movie comes out about how Tom Cruise is actually flying a goddamn jet around. Now he like broke every bone in his body. Yeah. And we're I, gonna see that scene a million times. I mean, look, he he's an easy target to make fun of, and I, I will always kind of tease him about it a little bit, but I actually have a shitload of respect for him as a filmmaker. Yeah. Oh yeah, he puts everything on the line. Yeah. Like go listen, and I've said this before, go listen to the several multi-hour Empire Podcast spoiler specials with Christopher McQuarrie for the last two Mission Impossible movies. You listen to those and you will have such an incredible appreciation for just how good of a fucking filmmaker. Or Tom even Cruise the is. uh the one where he was on uh Nerdist. Oh yeah, when he, yeah exactly when he did the nurse podcast too, like mm-hmm. he really really knows his stuff and he is and every aspect of it too. Like, yeah, uh, since he because what was the he was on a film with Al Pacino I think was his first film. He was on he was on set with a famous famous actor of the time, uh, and I want to say it was Pacino and he was basically like, hey, how do I get to your level? Yeah, and Pacino basically said, uh, learn how to do everyone's job and then do it better than everyone else. Yeah. It's like Tom Cruise and James Cameron are two people who can basically do every job on a set. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so we move. Oh, Picard, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have moved on. You're so, living in the past, Chris. This is be the longest podcast ever. Uh, no, Picard looks super good. Seven of Nine is back. They had a brief shot of Data at the very end. I saw Data. Well, I, knew, actually, I know so him. So it's not Data. It's probably not Data. It's probably B4. So uh, for those oh, of you who haven't obviously. seen Star Trek Nemesis, which came out 2002, uh, Data sacrifices himself at the end of that movie. Also, they say that in the trailer, that Data sacrificed himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a earlier version of him called B4 is introduced wow, in that movie. Wow, that's a great name. I know, isn't it? Well, he's a B9 robot. Mm-hmm. So it's the B4. Is he B9? Or is that Lost in Space? doesn't matter. But that version survives. The idea is like, oh, maybe this more rudimentary version could eventually be kind of like a Data. So a version like Data exists, but Brent Spiner's back. Jerry Ryan's back. Patrick Stewart's back. Yeah, obviously, Sir Pat's is back. Allison Pill, who I adore, is in there somewhere randomly for doing something. This looks good. I'm super, super excited about this show. It looks very not Trekky, but in a really fantastic way. Yeah, you're right. Uh, B4, yeah. Uh, let's see. There was the Witcher trailer. There was a bunch of trailer. Uh, I don't remember a lot about it. It was very generic. I, I, to be honest, I didn't really care about anything happening. Uh, I don't know The Witcher's story well enough Neither to like know if they were referencing anything. Yeah. But it looks fine. It looks fine. I mean, look, I like Henry Cavill as yeah. a, a performer. I think he's really good. I think he's a little underappreciated maybe even. Mm-hmm. He's super excited about this project, so I, I expect the quality to be good. Also, it's Netflix, and they're putting a fuckload of money into it. Yeah. But just nothing in the trailer itself made me really excited to watch the show. Yes, but here here's my worry. Mm-hmm. It is based off a video game. No, it's based off a book. The video game is also based off a oh, book. Oh, okay, that's good. Okay, yeah, good to know. Yes, so they they share a common source material that's a novel. Um, actually, that's that's a, a conversation for another time. But the fact that video games are actually a pretty good place to adapt novels, kind of an underappreciated uh, adaptation. Oh, there's a there's a yeah, that's a huge industry. Halo yeah. has. Well, the, many, but, many series. But the game came oh, first, and they oh, spawned the okay. books. I'm mm-hmm. saying that there are some video games that are based off of books, and it's actually not a bad place to go and adapt. Oh, okay, I thought you were going the other the same, around. The same way that a, a book is kind of an immersive experience, a video game as well. Anyways. Yeah. Um, we're There's gonna a say, whole panel I saw about that. We'll, about, we'll talk about okay, that later. Yeah. Uh, did you see the Watchmen trailer? I did the see HBO the Watchmen show. trailer. It looks interesting. Looks good. Yeah, like I think it's been confirmed, right, that Jeremy Irons is playing an older version of um, Adrian Vite, a.k.a. Ozymandias. Right? I believe so. I, 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 so here's the weird thing about Comic-Con. Because initially, you would go to learn everything first. Yeah. Like, that's the whole point of Comic-Con, is you are the first person to know about everything. Yeah. But as I've been going year after year after year, 
I check my phone less and less because I'm just yeah, doing you're, things. You're just more immersed. And so I, I, I'll get back home and be like, what happened? Yeah, what did I miss? Right? You, yeah. need, you need two hours and you get back just to scroll through everything. all the sites and check yeah. up on everything. Um, you know, I mean, it, it looks like a pretty solid trailer. I'm pretty sure that, that was a previous casting announcement. But, I mean, it's set in the modern time if time had passed normally after the events of the original Watchmen in the 80s. So it's like 30 years on. So clearly there's this like underground society all based around Rorschach. Um, it looks like the, all the, you know, the police are all wearing yellow masks. Uh, I think it's like to hide their identity. Uh, Regina King is out there kicking ass as some sort of vigilante. It looks good. Uh, at one point, Don Johnson is flying around in Night Owl's ship. Yeah. Uh, um, Archie. So I don't know if he has a connection to that or if he just somehow came across that thing. Um, there's a tease of the reappearance of Dr. Manhattan himself. Like it's kind of cool to see what this world now looks like down the line after that show. I mean, it looks, it looks pretty good. It's HBO. They do good shit. Yeah. Yeah. They have another like Martian. Well, no, there's no Martian. So Dr. Manhattan X like went into self-imposed exile on Mars. He's been living on Mars since that entire time. Well, I thought they meant, I'm probably just misremembering the trailer. I thought someone said like, Oh, that's the Mars man. Oh, but he didn't oh, look blue. There, yeah, there's something else about yeah. There's like maybe another man on Mars, something like that. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, it looks good. It does. I mean, yeah, we're we're gonna watch it. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, Harley Quinn trailer, the animated show. I'm so pumped for the show. It looks really, really fun. They had a really fun activation too at, at on on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, in, in the trailer we get to see the crazy cast they have coming in. Oh my god! Yeah. Um, so we're getting like a very passive version of um, Killer Shark. Um, is that Jim? Or, is that Jim Rash? Is Killer Shark? Uh, I think so. Let me look up the the cast. The cast is also amazing. Like, there's so many people in this show. Uh, so we know Jason Alexander is going to be in it. Uh, Diedrich Baker is going to be Bay- Batman. Bader. Yeah, it's going to be Batman. Oh, Lake Bell is Poison Ivy. Yes, and of course, Kaylee mm-hmm. Cuoco is Harley. Yeah, so we so we have characters named but not connected. So we have Ron Funch is going to be in it. Tony Jesus Hale Christ. is going to be in it. Uh, Christopher Maloney is going to be in it. Jim Rash is going to be in it. Wanda Sykes, Alan Tudyk is going to be Joker. Oh, JB Smoove, who is one of the teachers in yes, Far From yeah, Home, he's going to be so in it. good. Um, we have uh, and James Wolk will be Spider Man. Superman. Oh, sorry, Superman. Superman. Oh, I like James. Yeah, Wolk. they're going to be Spider Man. It's yeah. crazy. I mean, it's a really good cast. It looks really, really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of wish that we got some more sense of like story out of the trailer. It's basically just a lot of snippets of just random bits of action going on. But yeah. it's, it's a tonal trailer more than anything else. Mm-hmm. A tonal and visual trailer. But I quite enjoyed it. I'm super pumped for it. I mean, because you you were very skeptical when we got the tease last Comic-Con. Yeah, it felt very Deadpool. Yes, it it did. Yeah, and I still see that a lot. So, so the activation they had at at the con was um, you could basically walk in. You could walk down uh, part of Arkham, and you could look through the door. You pick up a phone, and it would be one of the characters talking to you. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was really fun. Uh, so they had like Kite Man is going to be in it. They had yeah Killer Shark. Um, they had some some psychic person. Uh, but my first thought was uh, Manny Pixelic or whatever the fuck you pronounce it. Oh, um, Mr. Mixius Pitlick. Yeah, I thought it was him at first, but as as he talked, I, I it was very much not him. Is it Batmite? No, no it was pretty obvious. Um, I I don't know who it. You, you see him in the trailer a little bit. Okay. 
Um, and then who else was in the activation? There were there were kind of six cells you could you could walk through. Clayface, Clayface looks great in it. Oh he yeah, very he does. Uh, it it just it looks like it's going to be pretty damn entertaining. And I, and I think also I think you and I were both pretty skeptical about most of the DC universe slate initially. I was I felt from memory I felt like I was overly excited especially for Titans <laughs> okay I mean yeah whereas I was like and a little bit skeptical. boy was I wrong yeah I was skeptical about the whole thing but I mean I, they have been like pretty damn good Young Justice has been on point you and I both really enjoyed Doom Patrol yeah I got a great poster for Doom you Patrol did. yeah you got a great Doom Patrol poster I, I, I think too that I'm kind of hoping maybe Titan season two might be a bit better it got renewed we already yeah. got renewed and there's like promising talent in there that maybe wasn't quite there before in terms of the characters I'm like uh, maybe mm-hmm. maybe I don't know we shall see yeah but the trail looks great uh, the series is this December or this winter I believe is when it starts uh, yeah I think it's this winter I'm looking through trying to see if I can figure Titans out Titans is first right so we're, we're in Young Justice right now and then Titans is next I don't remember what the DC slate is right now. I forget what's after. I forget what's after Young Justice. Yeah, because there's something between Young Justice and Harley. Yeah, because this is the end of the year we're getting Harley. Yeah. So, I don't know. It looks uh, it looks pretty damn fun. Okay, so what else? What other trailers? I feel like... So many. Um, okay. Oh, Paul Dini uh, is a writer for Harley Quinn. Well, he's credited because he created the character. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Um, so, this wasn't a Comic-Con trailer, but it came out today, and I'm excited for it, which was... Uh, a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Mr. The, Rogers. The Mr. Rogers trailer. Mm-hmm. Did you watch the documentary? I did. I loved the oh, documentary. It's so good. Yeah, it's so so good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the movie looks fantastic too. I mean, so so this one is based off an interview. Is it the one where the guy accuses him of of being gay? I don't know. I don't think so. I feel like that's not something Tom Cruise would sign. Or not Tom Cruise. Tom Hanks. Tom would Hanks sign, would, would sign on to do. Yeah. It also just feels like that would be a little tonally weird. Like, mm-hmm. even the trailer makes it clear that it's really about acknowledging what a genuinely good person Mr. Rogers was, rather than, like, it's not like a, you know, like, warts and all dark expose of him. Right. Because, I mean, that's what it... I feel like that's where it's going to start, because the way all the characters talk to the main character... Because it doesn't seem like Mr. Rogers is the main character. I think the guy interviewing is going to be the main character. Yeah, we have a POV. Yes, going through it from this this uh, this reporter. Yeah, and so the way everyone's talking to him, it sounds like he wants to uncover something about him. Like he he doesn't believe a curse a person can be this. Yeah, like, he, like they have to have some kind of monster in the closet. You get the sense that he's looking for dirt, but he probably won't. Well, he won't find it because Mr. Rogers was like perfect, pure as freshly fallen snow. Yeah, but it looks really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. looks great. Uh, uh, okay, the last try we got to talk about cats. I'm honestly so excited for this movie. Have you ever seen a version of cats? I have not seen a version of cats. Neither have I. Okay, I've never seen it on stage. Obviously, I, I've heard misery, memory, memory, memory. Because what I've heard about cats is that basically it's actually a terrible musical, but that one song, memory, is amazing. Mm-hmm. And like, memory has now become the the cliche I'm using a Broadway song song. Yes. But the rest of the show is not particularly good. So 
I and it, I just like I remember even when they were starting to cast this. The like fact how, that Jason Derulo is a named <laughs> character in this movie gives me so much hope. I that like I how did this get made is gonna rip it apart. I can't wait for him like that character to come on screen and as soon as the song starts like Rum Tum Tugger. Yeah. Oh, you know he's gonna do it. <laughs> Because he's in it, James Corden's in it, Taylor Swift is in it, like Jennifer every, Hudson's in it, Judy Dench, Judy Dench is in it, big, Christopher, no, not Christopher Walken, uh, Idris Elba is yeah, in it, yeah, Big Dress is in there, yeah, it's just like King uh, Triton himself, yes, everyone is in this goddamn movie, uh, um, Rebel Wilson, it's like, yeah, and it just the the effects. If you haven't watched this trailer yet, one, it's where, where, so creepy. Where have you been? Because this thing took over the entire internet, but it looks so fucking weird. It's so wrong. It just, it's unsettling, and honestly, I am so excited for it because it looks so bizarre. Yeah. Like, I'm going to have to get loaded and go watch this. Well, the, one of the funniest posts that I saw right after it came out was the photo of Cat in the Hat. Mm-hmm. It's like, we're getting Cat in the Hat, too. Everyone get excited. Yeah, I know, right? It looks, it looks disturbing in a way that I am so excited for. Yeah, so, like, it, I feel like um, they heard the critiques from, like, Jungle Book and Lion King of like we don't like animals who can't have facial emotion. I can't have like facial feature human facial features. And they're like, oh, you want more humanistic animals? We got you. <laughs> we got you covered. Yeah. I mean, would would it be better if they had gone for realistic animals? I don't think so because no. Well, then the dan- it's a ballet. Just, yeah. Then it'd just be Aristocats. Oh, oh man. <laughs> That's pro- they're probably gonna do that at some point. Oh, it? you know, I mean, it's all gonna depend on how well Lady and the Tramp does, and also cats and cats. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, it's of all the things that I saw the trailers for, I'm like I'm the most excited for that. But it's one that I know I will not miss. This honestly might be the one I'm most excited for. It's going to be a glorious. It's gonna be shit show. a true clusterfuck. It's gonna be amazing. But I mean, like the the few like half second snippets we get of like people hitting their mark, I'm very excited for the dance numbers. Yeah, the dance numbers look really impressive, and I've heard mm-hmm. that like the ballet element of the show is good. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. Um, all right, let's let's hit some other just kind of like little bits of news that came out over the course of the the show. Most of this is like a little more DC focused. So in terms of the animated movies, we're getting uh, an original Superman story, especially when he's like relatively young. Mm-hmm. A young. Oh, also, so first we got Hush. Yeah, you weren't able to make it the premiere. I wasn't down there. At that yeah, point. I, I, missed... I haven't really heard anything about it. Uh, our friend Lauren saw it. Oh, she did what you think? Said it was fine. Okay. And it's- Lauren, if you listen to this one, this is no critique on you, but I feel like her bar is much lower than most people, which makes me think her saying fine means it's not fine. Well, but I mean, to her credit, though, like all of the DC animated, universe, yeah. like especially the ones that are set in the new do continuity, they're all basically just fine. Yeah. She she said there's a, she wouldn't spoil it for me. I'm I'm kind of mad. I'm I'm happy that I get to. you know rile in this pain myself but she said there's a scene that is almost as cringy as batman uh batman batgirl seriously yeah how are they still making these terrible decisions i don't know we don't don't know what it is we don't know she she never told me what it is we don't know we we can't we can't judge it yet but that premiered um neither of us have seen it but we'll see it when it does come out and we'll we'll Uh, talk about it yeah i think it it pops up on dc universe the 13th i think is what she said okay yes we we have like two weeks okay we'll we'll catch it when it does um but yes we're getting an original superman movie called man of tomorrow we're getting an adaptation of red sun great which i'm excited about um i don't think they I think they just announced that it will be a movie. I don't think they announced the creatives behind it or the casting. Um, I'm 
hoping this is one of their one-off projects. Well, it would have to be. Yeah. Because you can't... You, we already have a Superman. We already have all the characters. Well, that's... Yeah, that's what I'm... I'm hoping that it's not... Unless it's like a brainwash bullshit. But, I mean, I'm just hoping it's not going to be done in the animation style yes. of the New 52. I'm hoping it's going to have... And, and look, they're all fine. I think like Jerry O'Connell does a pretty damn good job for the most part. But those movies just always to me feel a bit flat. Part of it's in the performance. Part of it's just in the visual tone of it. It all just isn't quite there. This is a great story. I would want to see it done in more of like that a bit bigger one-off thing. And I feel like they would put that kind of effort into it, but we don't know yet. I would hope so. Cause I mean, we, I mean, they, they do have their one-offs. Like we did get Batman Ninja, yeah. which was a completely different art style. Yeah. Which is, it's, that's not even considered part of the, um, direct to DVD. DC oh, that's movie, interesting. Which is weird. Like that. And then the two 1960s bat movies aren't considered amongst those, which is bizarre. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure why. Yeah. So, so, you know, there's a chance that it, it'll be cool. Uh, but we'll see. Hopefully. Yeah. So that, um, that happened. We got confirmation that we're going to get a fourth season of Young Justice. Great. Have you been watching? Uh, I'm three episodes in, so I'm, I'm a little behind right now. Okay. I haven't watched any of it yet. Uh, it's still great. Okay. Good to know. Glad mm-hmm. we're getting more of it. Uh, we are getting a Doom Patrol season two. Great. Very happy for that. I really enjoyed that show. Yes. I think it's probably their biggest hit right now. I would think so. And, and what's interesting is it was confirmed that that show will stream on both DC Universe and HBO Max. That makes sense because it's it's the most adult yeah. of any of the shows. So, but would it be interesting to see what happens with DC Universe long term? Because mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with the their original stuff ending up on another app. Because let's be honest, like HBO Max is gonna have enough stuff worth watching that we'll probably end up paying for it anyways because mm-hmm. we pay for all of them. I could see HBO Max turning into a hub instead of a platform. So treating it like a Roku. So like you sign into HBO Max and then it opens up like, Like do you want to watch HBO Go, DC Universe, FX Now. Like a Warner Archive or something like that. Also FX is Fox. Yes. It's right there in the name. Mm -hmm. Fox X. But but I see what you mean, yeah. Because my my biggest concern with the the potential dissolution of DC Universe, and there's been no confirmation that it'll happen, but we can just kind of speculate that that might happen at some point and they'll merge in some capacity. One, it would be a shame if not all the content were brought over, but mm-hmm. I mean, that's a huge stable, and I would imagine they would want all of it on there. Just right, because I'm sure it took library. so much work just to get it there in the first place. Yeah, like, why not just send it over? My concern is with the comics, because I actually have been reading a lot of the comics on DC Universe, and although I don't really like reading comics digitally, I can, it's fine, um, but just, it's worth it because you have all of it there. Like I, I talked about on the podcast, I read all the Batman Beyond stuff. I started reading Midnighter. I want to finish Midnighter at some point. I want to read Grayson. I want to go and do uh, like Bombshells. There's a lot of DC comic stuff. So to potentially lose access to all that would be a real shame. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I'm sure if it's there, they're going to keep it there in some capacity. If, if it becomes its own subscription service, that'd be kind of a shame. Yeah, it'd be shitty to be paying double for yeah. this, like the same content or like mm-hmm. for a major overlap of the same content. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But we'll see with that. Um, there was another piece of news that was so weird, but I'm super, super excited about. So when they do the Arrowverse crossover this year is going to be crisis. Five on Infinite Earth. parts, five parts. Uh, and Brandon Routh is going to once again, be playing Superman. I'm, I'm so excited and for specifically that. The kingdom come version of Superman. So what I'm curious about is if, that Kingdom Come version of Superman is going to also be a continuation of Superman Returns, or if it's just him playing a different version of Superman. We the don't. same way they did Elseworlds last year, this year. 
last year, recently. Yes. Yes, last year. Yeah. This recently. Recently. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. The most recent one. Yeah, the thing that happened. Um, yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do with that. I mean, because I I I was a little bit disappointed when I heard there's the Kingdom Come version because I was kind of like, oh, are they gonna acknowledge like what happened in that universe? But I don't think I think I'm the only person on this planet that wants to revisit Superman Returns. I I do. I really like uh, that. So my friend works for Warner Brothers, mm-hmm. and he he gets to come to Comic Con every year. He he works the event, so he works on the Warner Brothers boat and does all of the photo shoots and interviews. He oh, shoots shit. all the photo shoots and interviews they yeah. do on the boat, so he gets to meet everyone. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And so he texted me after the the Brandon Roth announcement, so I, I was. Pretty excited to be one of the first people to know. No big deal or anything. NBG. Uh, but I, my friend loves Brandon Roth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so anytime they're in the same room, he, like, he gets a photo. They have super awkward conversation. Oh uh, and then Brandon just walks away. Yes. And he's like, it's the highlight of my con is to make him feel as awkward as possible. I mean, I, I also love him. Yeah. Like, I loved him from Superman, obviously. Mm-hmm. He's been great on uh, First Arrow and then Legends, Legends. Tomorrow. He was great in Chuck. Yeah, I've heard he was good in Chuck. I haven't seen that. Um, and then, you know, I also listened to a Nerdist podcast interview with him once, and he just comes across as, like, the most, like, nice, humble, down-to-earth kind of guy. Yeah. He seems super cool. So the fact that he's going to be Superman again is, like, so fucking exciting. I know. I He he deserves another chance. He does. Yeah. Uh, Backdoor and, pilot. Yes, let's make it happen. Uh, and then you watch the pilot for Batwoman. I did see the pilot for Batwoman. And, and you you posted to the story. You were very good, by the way. You did a lot of work down there posting Thank onto you. Tim Talk. I was very, I, I, very, I very proud of you. Yeah, I could have done a little more for Tim Talk. I kind of just stuck to the Batman things that I saw. But it's fine. You were doing the Lord's work. Yes. And by the Lord's work, I mean my work. Your work, yes. yes. <laughs> the Chris Lord's work. <laughs> the Chris Lord's work. But you did a fantastic job, so thank you. Thank you. But what did you think of the pilot? The pilot is fine. Yeah. I mean, it's it's another CW. Did you watch the Arrowverse crossover? I have not. So, because I did sit down and watch all three episodes, which one, fuck you, CW, mm-hmm. and making me have to watch full commercials while I watch these shows. Mm-hmm. And it's only commercials for your own show. And it's often the same commercial multiple times in a row during a single oh, commercial man. It's break. It's like old Hulu. Yeah. Where they only had Toyota as a sponsor yes. for like a year. Yeah. So it's like in over the, because that was three hours of my life I spent watching this crossover which was fine Mm -hmm. but of that was about 40 minutes no probably more yeah but like probably like 40 45 minutes of just watching non-stop riverdale commercials (laughs) and they're only so pretty they're very pretty just mute it and watch it it's i can't i can't it's not even enough to just look at them Mm -hmm. because i mean if they're if, if it were if I had spent an hour watching just the main guy, just Archie shirtless, then I would have been okay with it. Mm-hmm. But there's all this other crap that's happening too, and and drama and subterfuge and murder because there's so much sexy teen murder on that show. Well, what, what you can do is go back to the the days of when a when a commercial happens on TV, uh, you change the channel and just hope you change it back in time. But you can't do that. Yeah, just change tabs. No, when I watch it on my Apple TV. Oh. So if I exit out of the thing, yeah, that's no matter like even if it puts me back at the end of like the start of that commercial break, if I'm lucky, I still have to restart watching that commercial. I break. forgot about it. Yeah, because I watch everything on my computer. Yeah, I watch it on my Apple TV. Mm-hmm. Like, like you can tab, you can mute tab out and hope you tab back in at the right time. I mean, I, what I should do is next time I'll just I'll watch it on my external monitor so I can just have other stuff going on in the background. Yeah, which the CW is designed to 
watch while having a second screen going on. Mm-hmm. That's not entirely an insult. Anyway, Batwoman <laughs> is. Batwoman. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Ruby Rose is fantastic. She obviously steals the show. No one is close to her caliber on that show. Okay, that's interesting. Cause I found her kind of muted a little bit in the crossovers. She, she's very broody. Okay. Like, she is doing her best female Batman impression. I don't think that that's what that character should be. Like, I've read the comics, and I feel like I'm worried that she is going to be Batman in everything but name. She is. She 100% is. And because even the end of the episode... She doesn't claim the name yet. She doesn't have the hair. Yeah. Um, it's just the Batman suit fit for a woman. See, that's not what it should be. Uh, and even, even in the papers are like, Batman is back. And, and it's all like, they, it's, it's so, the end sequence is so frustrating. Because I even, I even posted about one of the news clippings. Yeah. <clears throat> of where, what, what was the word they used? Um, sorry, where they're, where they're going over all of the, Kind of like he is back. Oh. Uh, is it is it really him? It's like it's like the man behind the Batman. Uh, it's like really focusing on the word. Yeah. And even uh, her dad, because her dad's in charge of uh, the Crows, which is like a new private industry version of uh, Gotham Police Force. Oh my god, that sounds terrible. Yeah, that's that's the one thing because I, I missed the first like two minutes because I was in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So maybe they explained what they are. Does the dad know she's Batwoman? No. I guess, I guess okay. Because, like, that's... Basically, everyone else does, though. So that's nice. Because one, one of the really cool things about the comic is she has this weirdly close yet distant relationship with her dad. So she's not related to Bruce Wayne, which they do in this universe, which is, frankly... They, they make her very stupid his cousin. cousin. Yeah. Really, really dumb. Mm-hmm. But in the comics, she deliberately chooses to become Batwoman to associate herself with Batman, basically to redirect the focus back towards him and to take advantage of that situation. Mm -hmm. She works with her dad. So her dad is a former military colonel, general commander. He's like super high up in the military. Um, And he helps with her armory. Like he is kind of her man at the desk kind of okay but they also have a very troubled relationship because of their past and then it's actually kate's stepmom who she hates who has the private wealth that it's financing the whole thing gotcha so it's all very conflicted like she's relying on these two people who she has very strained relationships with to keep her mission going mm-hmm. which i think is much more interesting than just i'm just gonna pretend to be batman yeah so her her connection to to bruce i think they still could have done it even if they weren't related because basically the story they set up is um, she was caught in kind of caught in the crossfire of Batman chasing down a villain. Okay. Her mom was driving her and her sister. Um, and there's a guy who kidnapped a bus of kids. The bus rams them off the road and Batman kind of uses his grappling hook to save the car. Kate gets out, but something happens and the car still falls. Okay. And so Bruce treated Kate basically like a daughter and, and you i they kind of play into like she's trained as a robin uh i know for those but she, she has see i just face palmed yeah but she i mean she she has like excellent military training she was top of her class um and all that stuff but basically uh they play up that the reason bruce treated her with so much respect or not respect but with, with so much care is because uh he did the calculations and there was no way the car should have fallen like her sister and her mom 
should not have died that day. And Bruce okay. is just like so caught up in how that happened. Mm. Wait, and, do we actually? So do we have? No, scenes? we don't see Bruce. Don't <sighs> don't you worry. Batman's not in this Batman franchise because uh, he he vanished three years ago. That's the other thing. I hate it when they do that. Like it just doesn't work when you don't have the like the primary character even in the background. Well, they did it. I think season one of Supergirl they did it fine. Yeah, I think they did it okay, but ultimately they, they introduced Superman. Yeah. Like, and so, I mean, there's there's a chance they'll introduce Batman. Yeah, they maybe they will at some point, but it's just like these things work better when that character is around. Like when it's so much more interesting when she has to operate in a city where Batman also exists. Mm-hmm. Because also what's cool is in the comics is that she ends up focusing on this like very supernatural aspect, which I imagine they're not going to do that here. No. Like they even that's annou- way out of CW's budget. No, of course. Like they've even announced that the primary villain over the course of the first season is going to be Hush. Which is that's not the primary villain. That's the secondary villain. Okay, but either way, it's a really dumb choice. Like you're taking a villain who is more so than a lot of Batman's rogues galleries, very intimately tied into Bruce Wayne's story. Yes, but you're cutting Bruce Wayne out of this. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like they're just gonna have the same problems the Titans had. I agree. yeah, I can see that. I haven't even seen this. I'm so mad about. It. <laughs> um. No, Wait. so yeah, so she has she has a connection to Bruce, so she kind of breaks into his office, um, and and finds the the entrance to the Batcave. Um, the the one character that I hate the most right now is their Cisco, okay, because obviously Cisco is a huge success. Every other uh, CW show has Needs, tried to recreate yeah. that like attractive nerd character, mm. and this one I just. He doesn't get a lot to do except be like, no, 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 don't go in there. Wait, 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 don't be, no, you can't be there. Wait, 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 wait. It's, it's very much like that kind of character. I'm out. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Ruby's, I, I like her a lot. No, I'm glad she's good in it. And I love that character. So I want it to be good, but I'm just, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going to watch this. The the timing of things, because they even, someone even asked this in the Q&A. Also, Comic-Con Q&A is getting a little too much for me now. <laughs> just how dumb people are. Yeah. Uh, but someone did ask the question of like, uh, in the military school she's in, she's top of her class, and days before graduation she's caught with a girl. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and it's basically going back to don't ask, don't tell. Mm-hmm. But that was repealed in what 2011, 2012. Things I should know. Yeah, it doesn't line up in the timeline of the show because she's yeah. not that old. Yeah. She's only been gone for I think three, I think three or four years. Okay. Um, so they basically made up a school that didn't follow. Military, the, yeah. I mean, it was still a military school. Yeah, but, but it was probably a like private like, military. Okay, yeah. Uh, and so they still had "Don't Ask, Don't Tell." So she gets kicked out. The girl she's hooking up with uh, says that she's not gay, not a lesbian, uh, and that creates a divide with them. And this is also what I uh, mentioned on the story. Right. Is uh, the lo- she's still the love interest, but now the love interest is acting straight. <laughs> has a husband yeah there was a big kind of like weird feeling in the audience when she's like oh this is my husband and you're like oh that's not gonna go over well it's just such cheap drama Mm -hmm. like you can still have a dramatic story between two gay characters without having one of their stories being that they don't know if they're gay or not Mm -hmm. it can be done better than that yeah like the comics do it the comics though um yes you have that uh, oh, the the line from the from the newspaper at the very end uh-huh. says, uh, "It's bat leaveable. He's back." 
And I'm like, if I ever see Bat Leavable anywhere again in the CW show, Jesus Christ, I will quit all of DC. I will stop this podcast. Oh my God. Okay. Well, shall we move on to the primary topics of Comic-Con? Let's talk, let's talk about, let's talk about it. Let's talk about Marvel. Image Comics. (laughs) Everyone's demanding. Mm -hmm. Whatever happened to the Invincible movie or TV show? I think it's still happening. I just don't know what's happening okay. with it. It might be in turnaround. I'm not sure. Um, but no, like unsurprisingly, Marvel showed up and dominated. Now, what was interesting about this is there wasn't much that they announced that we hadn't already heard. It was basically just confirmation of a lot of rumors that were flying around. Mm-hmm. So they unveiled the entirety of the Phase 4 slate. Like This was one uh, kind of ongoing question, is which was, is this the entire phase four or not because there's not an avengers movie there doesn't appear to be a finale in the same way that every other phase has but is this is in fact confirmed to be the entire phase four and we see a lot of disney plus on here yeah so it's uh five films five disney plus shows oh wow okay so the first thing we're getting is of course black widow may 1st 2020 movie we already knew it was happening i think the only major reveal for this is that the we got confirmation that the taskmaster will be the villain Oh, that's all. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't really know. That's much. a good villain for I, for her. Yeah, I don't know much about that character. I know he can like recreate other people's moves, something like that. Like he can. Everyone, I think it's everyone except Spider Man. So he's. I I've always seen him as a Spider Man villain. Okay. Uh, but yeah, he he can take the abilities and power not powers, but the the martial arts right. of of characters Fighting and replicate style. it perfectly. Yeah, and then um, David Harbour is playing the Red Guardian, who I don't know much about, but he's mm-hmm. like uh, Russia's pseudo answer to a captain america sort of thing and i i think this has been confirmed to be set right after civil war cool on i as i said before i have not read anything about this news yet all i know is i've seen the photo okay all right well then i'll I'll fill you in here so but we know that's coming that's our the next marvel film is going to happen is may 1st of next year Mm -hmm. i think there is still some valid argument to it's maybe a little bit too little too late like it would have been nice to see this movie a while ago especially since we already had red sparrow which we've can pretty much can confirm was the original Black Widow script. What? Red Sparrow. Red Sparrow's a book. Yes, but it's also a Jennifer Lawrence movie. Yeah, but it's based off a book, not off of a Black, oh, Wo- I always, a Black Widow script. Okay. I, I always heard that this was the, the script that got killed. Oh, I never heard that. Maybe. Oh. Isn't it a book? Oh. No, it doesn't matter. Uh, but so we're... we're, we're <laughs> so, uh, so easy. I can, I can <laughs> make you distrust <laughs> your own mind. Just kicking those apple boxes out from underneath me. Yeah. Uh, and then so just then slap me with a bag of milk. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God, fucking gross. So the, the next thing we're getting is in fall of 2020, we're getting the first Disney Plus series for Marvel, which, of course, the Falcon, the Winter Soldier. Yes. Uh, we got confirmation that the Falcon will be dressed up in his Captain America suit. Yes, he will with the shield. With the shield. Uh, we got confirmation. That and the wings. Zemo. Probably not. Uh, probably, maybe some sort of wings. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be wings. Uh, Zemo's going to be back this Better time. have his glue gun. He's not going to have his glue gun. What? Baron Zemo has a glue gun. Is that his thing? Yeah, that's why he has the mask. He accidentally glued the mask to himself. Oh my God. That is 100% his backstory. That's actually his backstory? Yes. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Fucking Christ. Yep. Uh, well, <laughs> Makes I, him a lot less threatening now, doesn't it? It really, really does. Well, thank God that they're not doing that, presumably. It's just Daniel Brule. And I guess he did like a, like a video into the floor and being like, oh, I'll be seeing you soon and puts on the mask. But 
So we're getting Zemo, which would be cool. Uh, and then the next movie is going to be November 6, 2020. It is The Eternals. Yeah, with a killer cast. Really impressive cast. Uh, so I have it all up right here. So a lot of them were already rumored, like Angelina Jolie, Richard Madden, and Camille Nanjiani. Uh, Salma Hayek. We're also getting Brian Tyree Henry, Laura Rinloff, Leah McHugh, and Don Lee. Uh, I don't know who all those other people are. The director is Chloe Zhao. I'm trying to remember what she did. Um, I don't really know anything about the Eternals. Like, I think they're created by the Celestials. And yes. I th- I th- and there was a poster that came out for this movie, too. And I'm imagining that poster is a picture of the Celestials, not of the Eternals. Correct. It's all just a bunch of generic-looking god-like things yeah yeah so if you if you go to the queue for the guardians of the galaxy ride you can actually see the eternal or the the guardians no what's the word you said the celestials celestials <laughs> uh helmets on the wall in the queue oh okay yeah because i know we, we saw one of them in the first guardians movie as they were explaining the power stone mm-hmm. um and then so and we know nowhere is in the skull of a celestial. That's right. It's in the skull of a celestial. And then didn't they have, they also said too, that, uh, the grandmaster and the collector, are they both eternals? I think they're both eternals. Okay. So this, I mean, maybe they'll be popping up too, which can be kind of cool. I mean, mm-hmm. it was always better with some Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. But I mean, this is a killer cast. It's not a project I know much about. Um, I know they're loosely based off of existing legends. So like, for example, Richard Madden's playing Icarus. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Brian Tahirani is playing Faistus is a name I recognize, but I remember the, who the mythological character is. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it could be interesting. Marvel in, we trust them at this point. Yeah. So, um, I'm just hoping that it's going to be actual people and it's not just going to be a bunch of generic CGI thingies. <laughs> we don't need that. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, and then the next movie is Shang-Chi and the legend of the 10 rings. Yeah. So, uh, from from the title, I assume that's a reference to the Mandarin. Yes, so they have confirmed that the real Mandarin, who they teased in the one of the Marvel one shots, right, will be back in this. Um, and then they cast Shang Chi himself, and it's um, Simu Liu, Liu, uh, who is gorgeous. He, I, I don't know if you've been seeing on on Facebook and Twitter, but all of his his tweets have been resurfacing. Oh, I guess he's, yeah. he's been fighting for for this kind of character for a while. Yeah, like there's a tweet from him from a few years ago, like, "Hey, why don't we get an Asian American actor playing Chang Chi?" Uh, and then it's yeah, this is like from 2017, and then, and then he commented on it after the panel, he's being like, like, "Oh, oh shit, <laughs> yeah, yeah." No, I've seen a few of his like kind of comments on his old tweets popping up, and he seems really, really cool. Yeah. He seems like he's going to be a really great fit. And um, so we, you have the problem. And I've, I've heard a couple of people talk about this. You have the problem where you have a martial art expert kind of in line with Iron Fist, mm-hmm. uh, where everyone in this universe is a martial art expert. Oh, but he's like the best of the best. Yeah. So how do you make him better than who's already presumably the best? Like Black Widow is, is kind of like one of the best at like judo. Yeah. And you have, you know, Cap America, who is who's you know, indefinitely better than every person he's ever come up against. Uh, better than so-and-so the kicker. What's his name? Batrock the Bat-truck Leaper. Batrock the Leaper. <laughs> What's his name? The kicker. The kicker. He's the uh, last one picked. Yeah. Poor guy. I, I mean, it is an interesting question. Like, how do they make the martial arts in this feel really spectacular? Yeah. Um, and that, that's not like a tear down on everything. Else. Like they do such a good job with the hand to hand combat yeah. in every movie. 
Especially in Winter Soldier. Yes. Oh, Winter Soldier fighting is so good. That goddamn knife fight is yeah, so I, it's, good. It's amazing. I, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what they do with this. They have to find some way to make it feel distinct. But they have been so good doing that so far, though. Yeah. And if, if this is their really martial arts movie they're going to lean heavily into, I think they'll do that service in the same way they did service, like a heist movie with Ant-Man. Yeah. Um, or like I've been listening to a spoiler special on far from home and the director john watts keeps referring to the whole movie as a con it's a con movie in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. oh it absolutely is um and it like that makes sense i think i think they're gonna do a good job with this um there's also uh another cast member's aquafina which i'm excited about she's fantastic yeah i really want to go see the farewell which is her movie that just is coming out like i think just came out last weekend looks really really good um i'm super excited about that mostly because i think that the lead actor is very very pretty and i'll watch him (laughs) i'll watch him do anything to be perfectly honest um so then after that, we're getting, I think, first we're going to get uh, WandaVision, again, another Disney Plus show. And yeah. So the interesting reveal on this one is that we're also going to get a fully grown Monica Rambo, so the kid from Captain Marvel. Uh, and this character is being placed by, uh, played by looking up here, uh, Tayona Paris, who I wasn't really familiar with. But it's just cool that like they're really interweaving these things so intricately. Um, it'd be interesting to see what role she plays in that because I think I feel like Monica Rambeau has been Captain Marvel in her own right at some point in the comics right or like uh, she took on a similar role uh, well that, that's who everyone was expecting to take on the role of Miss Marvel oh yeah but I'm pretty sure they're mm-hmm. going to actually properly do Kamala Khan on that yeah yeah so I don't know it's interesting that they're going to include her in that story um, and then also apparently that movie is going or that show is going to tee up the Doctor Strange sequel Doctor Strange uh, in the multiverse of madness because Scarlet Witch will be appearing in both great and the Doctor Strange sequel is going to be like a full on horror movie like them really leaning into the horror tropes uh, plus it has multiverse right there in the title which would be very interesting I to know. see what they do with that um, I was listening to uh one uh, film reviewer today saying that she actually really hopes that Marvel never really earnestly does the multiverse because it's kind of a cheat and it's so complicated that it'll probably be done poorly. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, do you think DC has a better handle on multiverse than Marvel? I mean, hmm, I think it just all depends on how it's done. Like, uh, <laughs> Teen Titans Go obviously does a great job with it. Yeah. Uh, but so does Spider-Man. Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse did a great job with it. So, they also I'm, premiered uh, Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans on Sunday. Oh, that's Sunday. right. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was really sad I didn't get a chance to see yeah, that. Yeah, Sam, I wish I could have seen it because I'm super damn excited for that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think they'll do a good job with whatever they do with the multiverse, but it probably won't be quite as insane as we're thinking. It's probably not going to be like, hey, oh, I'm going to go to this other version of our world where all of us exist but are very different. It'll probably just be the idea of him going between dimensions. Mm-hmm. And those dimensions probably won't be really blunt reflections of our own i hope it's uh he goes somewhere where it's just a wild west planet oh my god I'd be so and he has to use that. magic in a gunfight yes quick draw yeah i'm so down i i also really like dr strange i think he's fantastic benedict cumberbatch is great mm-hmm. um so i'm excited to see him in that okay oh. halfway there a little past halfway a little past halfway okay and then uh spring of 2021 we're getting the loki show yep which we got confirmation that that will in fact be the loki that escaped uh during endgame Yes, 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 yes. Yes, so it's him hopping around the universe and maybe somehow time after uh, having escaped with the Tesseract. Because mm-hmm. as they put it, the last thing that happened to him was getting ragdolled by the Hulk. So this is very much still like Loki before he's had 
the redemptive path through the Thor movies. Yeah, so this, this is pre-getting murdered by the elves and pre-getting uh, murdered by Thanos. Yes. <laughs> yes, uh, and he wouldn't have resolved his conflicts with Thor And pre-seeing his mother die. Yes, that's mm-hmm. true. Actually, yeah, that wouldn't have happened yet. So that'll be an interesting show. I'm, I'm really excited about that one. Okay, uh, and then we have probably the biggest... Actually, well, okay, the last piece of Phase 4 is going to be the Hawkeye TV show on Disney+. Plus. The big announcement out of that was that it's going to introduce Kate Bishop, which I think is something everyone was kind of expecting. Mm-hmm. But I think the, the biggest thing that happened over the entire course of this, one would argue, is all the news that came out about the Thor 4. Yes. Thor 4. Thor Four. Fourth. Nailed it. Fourth. Yes. No, just just four. Four. Yeah. Because uh, we, we heard that it was basically confirmed right before Comic-Con came out that Taika Waititi was coming back. Yes. But the, the news that came out was the title one, Thor Love and Thunder. Sounds Which fantastic. Looks, the logo is very much ripped off of He-Man. And oh, I love totally. it. Totally. Yeah. And, I, and someone even made a, like, I saw someone post on Twitter, like, the evolution of the Thor logos has been fantastic. It's like, yeah. the old one was very, like, plain and simple and stark and chromed. And now this is just fucking crazy. Yeah. It looks insane. But so, uh, Chris Hemsworth, of course, is coming back, as is Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie, confirmed mm-hmm. that now as the king of Asgard, she's going to be seeking out her queen. Yes. Something that Kevin Feige also confirmed. Who that we, he made a great face when he said that word. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course. So we're, we're going to finally get, unless it happens sometimes prior to this movie, our first gay character in the MCU. It only, main character. Main character. Because we, we did get the Russo. That's true. We got that one random Endgame. token character. But this is our first hero, seemingly our first queer hero, in the entire MCU, it only took them 13 years. Hey, progress. We'll call it progress. Like I said, a crawl is still moving forward. That's true. That's true. It is limping forward. Uh, but so she's but coming back. But that news was trumped. <laughs> oh, my God. Very much so. This is something you must have been crazy, crazy excited about. Uh, Natalie Portman? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. like, Hold on, what else happened? <laughs> yeah, that... You love Natalie Portman. I do love Natalie Portman. You, you bemoaned the lack of Natalie Portman in Endgame. I did. Yeah. I also just saw a photo of um, a young Natalie Portman yes. contrasted to or compared to uh, Millie, a current... Millie Bobby Brown. And uh, we've perfected cloning. It's uncanny. Yes. It's really fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, she's back and she's going to be the mighty Thor. Yes. She will wield the hammer, which it, is crazy. Which is also one of the best tweets of the weekend mm-hmm. was someone commenting like oh you know if if thor if chris hemsworth is thor then natalie portman has to be female thor mm-hmm. like that's just how you have to describe it and taika commenting on that being like no no no, she's called mighty thor yeah she's just mighty thor yeah i this is super super exciting like i i think that the the more marvel has really gone out there and like pushed and propelled the stories forward the better they've been yes so i, I mean this the general idea here of now this sort of like aimless thor having someone else wielding the hammer, someone who he clearly is entirely over given his like drunken ramblings and Endgame. Right. At the same time that someone else has like inherit, like taken over his kingdom. Like what does he do now in this world that doesn't need him anymore? Mm-hmm. That is a great idea for a story. Yeah. And was it confirmed or rumored about um, Billy, ba- Billy Ray Beta Cyrus? Ray Bill. <laughs> no. Beta Ray Billy Cyrus. Yes. <laughs> Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> Uh, that's just a rumor that was not confirmed as part okay. of the, uh, the announcement. So, or frog Thor. I would Frog-tar. love if they did a Thor multiverse. <laughs> I would be so down for that. I mean, mm-hmm. you could get away with it in Thor. Oh, you definitely uh, could. Any of them you can get away with Especially it Especially with the uh, title like that. Yeah. I mean, this, this is super exciting stuff. 
Like, again, everything was basically just confirmations and things you already knew was happening, but the details along the way mm-hmm. uh, were new. And then the, the total surprise one, which no one was expecting, was the confirm or the confirmation that Mahershala Ali is going to play Blade. Yeah. That was, as far That's as I knew, huge. On no one's radar. No mm-hmm. one was expecting that, um, which is great. I mean, I think he's obviously a terrific actor, multiple Oscar-winning actor, Mahershala Ali. Um, I think he's a great fit for the character. It'll be interesting to see what they do with but it. But then how will he continue his role in Alita? <laughs> well, thank God they killed him <laughs> off in uh, Luke Cage. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, th- th- he's not the first actor that's been in both. Um, but I'm really excited about that. And, and so that was uh, a casting announcement that was confirmed, but that it will be part of Phase 5. So that was the other kind of question left over after all the Marvel stuff is, you know, because obviously we can't be happy with just what they told us. They can't, we can't just be happy with things they did announce. Right. What are the things they didn't announce? So, you know, they did confirm that we are going to be getting a Blade movie, as we just mentioned with Mahershala Ali. They did confirm that we will be getting a Fantastic Four movie. <gasps> the first of the Fox properties to be adapted. Kevin yeah. Feige has said they will do it the justice it deserves. Um, unsurprisingly. We'll see about that. We'll see. But we still are waiting to figure out what's going to happen with Black Panther 2, mm-hmm. Captain Marvel 2, yep. Guardians 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, one presumes a third Spider-Man movie. Yes. And then what's going to be the next Avengers movie? So Kevin Feige has confirmed that they already know the lineup unsurprisingly, and there will be a Avengers event film. Yeah. Well, yeah, because these characters are so spread out. Very, very spread out. Yeah. And so maybe that's what this phase is going to be. Maybe phase four is going to be them just really digging in and establishing what is this universe like now? Yeah. I mean, over, over this film, over these movies, we basically, if they want a, a grand Avengers movie, the biggest hurdle right now is how do we get humans off Earth? Yeah. And usually that is through Fantastic Four. Yeah. And so I guess you, you can use Doctor Strange. Like We, we have portals. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is kind of, in my opinion, the biggest hurdle yeah. without having all the villains come to Earth like it always happens. Yeah. And that'll be very interesting to see if, the next Avengers film is space bound because, you know, we do have Captain Marvel, obviously is supposed to be a huge part of the new Avengers lineup. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what we can kind of guess who will be part of the lineup more or less. Right. So it's probably Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. Black Panther. Yep. Dr. Strange. Yes. Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, I would guess new cap slash Falcon. It, it depends on how much they're going to jump between TV and movie. I, I mean, the impression I get is they're going to be pretty interconnected okay um and i guess conceivably they could jump from the end of endgame to him as cap in a new movie and technically they will have done enough bridging there Mm -hmm. without i imagine the tv show might be his origin quote unquote to becoming cap but i I think it would include him maybe someone coming out of black widow might be teed up there might be a a successor to the black widow mantle potentially and if florence pews in that movie people are speculating that her role might be some sort of like new black widow okay um and then, of course, we'll probably have Kate Bishop taking over for Hawkeye on the team. Yes. Um, potentially Scarlet Witch still around. Potentially the Vision maybe back. Mm-hmm. We don't know. What sort of overlap are they going to have with the Guardians, with the Eternals? Is Shang-Chi going to be part of the Avengers? All these questions yet to be answered. I know. It's crazy. Got a lot to look forward to. I know. It is really, really exciting, though. Do you feel... So we've now finished the big saga. Endgame is over. Thanos has been defeated. Yeah. Do you feel as excited for these movies as you did back in, fa- we'll say phase two? Prob- uh, probably not. Mm-hmm. I think. What were, the, what were the new characters of phase two? 
So I feel like that's the wrong phase. I feel like that was the the lowest of the phases. Yeah, that was all the sequels. But it but phase two was the setup phase. That's when they're introducing new characters and the team rosters were changing. You know, so phase two. Then you're talking about the introduction of Ant Man, Scarlet Witch, Vision, Strange, Doctor Strange. Um, Black no Black Panther was phase three. Um, um, oh no! Technically, he was. Oh no, he was phase three. Yeah, he was phase three. Um, Falcon. Did you Falcon, say Falcon? Yeah, Spider Man. Uh, Winter Soldier. I don't yeah. have to say that. Yeah. So, I I don't know. I mean, I think it was always so exciting knowing that they were building towards something specific. Here, we don't know what they're building towards. So right. There's kind of a mystery. I think, I think this next phase feels satisfying. Like, there's a lot of stuff in here that I'm excited about. There's other stuff that I'm maybe a little bit ambivalent about, but I just trust that Marvel will do a good job with it. Yeah, that's how I feel. But like, for example, I am super excited for Shang-Chi, for Doctor Strange, for Thor. Oh, we forgot to mention the What If series. I know, I was waiting for you to bring out the What If series. I forgot about the What If series, yeah. So yeah, the What If series, I mean, animated series featuring the voice talent of the live action actors. Mm -hmm. Pretty much everyone is confirmed except for the big hitters. No Cap, I think, no RDJ. Yeah. But I think Hemsworth was confirmed. But it's, well, what else does he do? I know, he that's exactly true, yeah. The men in black's not really panning out for him. But it's going to be these what-if stories. Um, so we also know that uh, Jeffrey Wright is going to be the watcher, which is kind of cool. Mm -hmm. So I hope they get the writer who did the Futurama episodes. Oh, uh, Tales of Intrigue? Yes. Yeah, because those are so good. Those are really, really and good. And that's, like, that's where the bar is for me for, this, yeah. for these episodes. Yeah, I hope it's something quite. Uh, it's I hope it's something interesting like that. It's probably mm -hmm. quite as clever, self-aware. Well, I mean, if it's animated, we're definitely going to get a Frog Thor episode. I think we might. Yeah, I feel like that's where like those. Two, like, we're going to get a Frog Thor. We might get a Spider Ham. Yeah, uh, they probably won't do Spider Ham because they already have Spider Ham. I know, but not a Marvel Spider Ham. I mean, that's the, that's a messy situation. I don't think, I don't think Marvel's going to. You know, deal this with is that. two years from now, so we don't know yeah, where, so we don't where know. the contracts are yeah, going to be. Yeah, we don't then. know. Um, if you look closely in the background, you can see a zombie cap in there. So we're probably going to get Marvel's zombies. We know we're going to get one mm -hmm. of Peggy Carter as Captain America. Great. Uh, I think maybe one of them too might be. What if Loki wielded the hammer, wielded the okay. mule in there instead of um, Thor? <laughs> we'll probably get a, a, a Nazi cap or a, a Hydra cap. Uh, oh, we might. We mm -hmm. might get that. I mean, yeah, Marvel has so, so, I mean, this is their 80th anniversary. Oh, that's right. So, yeah. obviously, they have 80 years of potential storylines they can pull from. One of the ones that I would really love to see, but I doubt we will, is Marvel 1602. Do you know what that is? Mm -mm. So, it's written by Neil Gaiman and drawn by Andy Kubert, and it came out probably over 10 years ago now at this point, because I bought it when I was a kid. But the idea is that it's set in 1602 in the New World, but all of the Marvel characters exist at that time. So Doctor Strange is the um, the advisor to the Queen. Gotcha. Uh, who else is in, who else is in there? Like so, Peter Parker is a page to Nick Fury, who is the Queen's um, like right hand assassin. Nice, more or less. Uh, Master of what was what was um Varys's title? Master oh, of Secrets, Master of yeah. Uh, uh, I don't remember. Yeah. I've already forgotten. Yeah, I assume it's, it's like that role. Yeah. But like the Fantastic Four exists, the X-Men exist. Um, it's, it's really cool because it's everybody. It's like mm -hmm. all of the big hitters are in this universe uh, together. It's a great, great story. And I would love to see that adapted. Um, it just made me, oh my, something's happening behind us. Yeah. There's a kid on my floor that likes to yell a lot. Damn you children. 
<laughs> we gotta cut. We gotta start over. <laughs> they ruined the take. God no. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm I'm excited for that too. Um, yeah. Oh my god, so much Marvel talk. Yeah, that was a lot. It was a lot. Mm-hmm. And we still have D23 coming up, where I'm sure they're going to announce even more. Oh, We're probably going to get a, a Black Widow trailer at D23. Yeah. That might be all we get, because they are combining all live action into one panel, which is fucking absurd, that's, in my opinion. Oh, my God. That's just So we're going to get, most likely, a Mandarin trailer in two weeks. We're going to get a Black Widow potential trailer, or even just a teaser. Mm-hmm. We're probably going to get a full um, Star Wars trailer. Ah, yes. Yeah, no Star Wars news. Yeah. Yeah, because, again... D23. D23 is in two weeks. Yeah. Is it only in two weeks? Uh, two and a half weeks. Yeah. Oh, Some, somewhere around there. Okay. Um, yeah. So we're, a huge Star Wars push is going to happen soon. I'm sure they're going to trickle in a few more Marvel details. Maybe they're going to talk more about the Fox stuff coming in. Who knows? Because, yeah, Fox live action is also part of that. But yeah, who knows true. what that's going to be about. And then, of course, all of Disney stuff. So we're going to get Mulan in that panel. We're oh going to get God. Lady and the fucking Tramp in that panel. <laughs> That's going to be a weird one. Yeah. The, I have no idea why they're choosing that as first. But, I mean, they did it fine with, with animated last or two years ago. Like, they combined <clears throat> uh, Disney Animation and Pixar and whatever the third studio was that yeah. closed down <clears throat> shortly after the panel. Yeah. So, we'll, we'll get a sense of that. So, but I'm not pretty like, excited about Lady and the Tramp. No, who is? No. Who asked for that? No, of all of the no one asked anthropomorphic <laughs> movies we could have. Yeah. They're like, it, you know where we should start? A sad dog and a rich dog. Yay. Yay. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll get to Lion King next week. We'll, I know. We're, we're going to see it shortly after this. Yeah, we're not doing plugs this week. All right. So we, we've talked ad nauseum about the news, but uh, Cameron, of course, you were actually on site the entire time. I what, was. What were your major con highlights? Man, this con was great. Everything felt good. Uh, the black... No, sorry. The Batman Beyond panel was great. Seeing Will yes. Friedle in person. He's so sweet. And him and Kevin Conroy still have such great rapport together. Oh, my God. I'm especially so with Andrea standing next to them. Uh, Andrea Romano worth yes. clarifying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the people next to me did not know who she was. Uh, they're, one of the guys is like, oh, that's the love interest from Phantasm. And then someone else behind us was listening and was like, no, that's Andrea Beaumont. Yeah. And no one told them who, they, who she was, but that's fine. It's whatever. Did you slap them both? No. Should have. Um, the panel was, was great. Not, I mean, nothing new was really announced. No, like, fun, not yeah. really any fun story. We also just finished Batman Beyond, so, like, yeah. everything they were talking about, I already knew. Very, very fresh. Yeah. Uh, but we're getting that Blu-ray set. Getting that fancy Blu-ray set. Yeah. Uh, that's fine. Um what were the other panels I went to? Uh, fuck, what did I watch? Let me find my list real you quick. You were there. I was there. I know I was there, but I forgot what I saw. The The Tartofsky panel was, was, I made it to the second half of the Tartofsky panel. Okay. Um, and that was fine. Uh, I'm excited for the show. Talk, listening to him talk about it was amazing. Um, the home movies panel was one that I wasn't expecting to walk into, but oh, I did. Yeah. So this was the year of anniversaries. So it was Marvel's 80th anniversary, Batman's 80th anniversary, um, Batman Beyond's 20th, Batman Beyond's 20th, Gundam's 40th anniversary, Dragon Ball Z's 30th anniversary, Batman, Tim Burton's Batman 30th anniversary, uh, Batman Beyond's 20th, home movies, 20th, SpongeBob's 20th anniversary. Jesus Christ. Yeah. This was a big year for anniversaries. And none of them mentioned that it's also my 30th birthday. Happy birthday, Chris. It's not actually happening yet, but still. Yeah. Uh, I'm the, the same age as the Batman movie. The home movies panel was so funny. It's one, It's like I said before, it's one I didn't expect to pop into. 
to. Yeah. I sat down to eat because I just needed to sit. And then I just happened to be in the right room at the right time. Did you watch home movies? I watched a little bit of it. Okay. It, it was kind of the first show my parents let me watch that was a little raunchier. Because okay. it was early days of uh, Adult Swim. That was the opening oh, show of Adult Swim. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize home movies was on another network before Adult Swim. Of the that. time, it was the lowest rated show for that that network has ever had. Jesus, I had no yeah, idea. That show, it was they had six episodes. I want to say on Fox, uh, maybe it might have been ABC. Mm, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember where it was, but it did horribly. Oh, no. uh, and so no one expected it to come back. Adult Swim was like, "Hey, we need a bridge show between like the kid shows and the hard adult shows," and this was a great middle ground. Um. H. John Benjamin was there, and he basically treated the panel like a police interrogation. H. <laughs> John Benjamin is so fucking fantastic. He's so fucking funny. Uh, I didn't realize the creators went on to do such amazing things. So the guy, the main creator of Home Movies is the same guy that makes Bob's Burgers. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, and they also had Dr. Katz before that. <gasps> yeah, so that's why they gave them another show is because he did Dr. Katz. Yeah. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other co-creator went on to make Metalocalypse, which is a huge that's a show. That's a big show. Yeah. yeah. And and that guy was the one who taught the Bob's Burgers creator basically how to write comedic songwriting. Oh, okay. So that was super interesting. Um, there was a panel. So I went to go see Harry Potter and the Cursed Child a couple months ago, last November. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was a whole panel by the quote unquote like magic creators the stage magic creators. Oh, that must have been a really cool panel. Yeah, it's three professional magicians who all have background in magic and theater mm-hmm. who had to make all of the illusions on stage look as real as possible. And it was fascinating. I bet. If there's a video of that panel, I highly recommend watching it just mm-hmm. just because it's so different than everything I've ever seen. Um, that one was super, super cool. Uh, the next day on Sad Friday, Tartofsky I did... Um, made it to, oh, there was a panel before Hush that I got to see for a minute. Um, there was just very, it was another like kind of random toss up panel, but it's the second year they'd done it and it was entertainment weekly's like fan interaction panel. Oh God. So they bring on, no, it's, it's actually pretty cool. Okay. They bring on just a slew of random famous people. Mm -hmm. So it was, um, Clark Gregg was there. Uh, Iris from Flash was there. Mm-hmm. Um, Kathy, what's her face um, from Arrow, and now oh, Katie Cassidy. No, uh, no, that is not. Um, wait, the 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 White Arrow or Red Arrow or Black Arrow? Oh no, God damn it! Uh, white White Canary or Black Canary? White Canary. Oh okay, yeah. I don't remember her name. She was there. Yeah. Uh, and then kind of a slew of random CW hot people. Mm-hmm. And then um, what's his face from Good Place? Cheedy. Uh, Cheedy was there and he was great. He very much did not fit in with anyone else. On I that, love on it that. though. Yeah. I love it. Uh, but it was basically the uh, moderator being like, tell us about your first Comic-Con, your best fan experiences, your weirdest fan experiences. Uh, and then I had to leave after that. But Stephen Amell came out because he's great with his fans. Yeah. Um, I heard that panel was super fun. Lauren stayed for that. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday we did Batwoman, which was fine. Um, so I went to two panels that I don't normally go to. One was called Subverting the Hero's Journey. Hmm. Uh, and so it's kind of like an English class. I went because uh, our friend Hector was on the panel. Oh, right. Yeah. 
he did amazing. And it was a slew of other amazing um, comedy nerd writers. Uh, if, if you can find the details, look into all of them because they're all amazing people. Uh, and it was basically talking about um, we have the typical hero's journey that was written so long ago. How have we changed it over the past you know, 20 years? Because the hero's journey usually follows the straight white guy. So now that we have Captain Marvel, how is that different? Now that we have Miles Morales, how is it different? How do yeah. they kind of change the steps? And then Hector had a huge, I don't say rant, but amazing kind of speech about how Star Wars, the new Star Wars fits into the classic hero's journey and why fans shouldn't be as upset as they are. Well, one, they should not be as upset as they are. Yeah, yeah, that that's a big point on its own. Yeah. Um, so that was a super cool panel. I went to one called um, Becoming a World Builder, How to Make a Science Fiction and Fantasy World. Oh, that's cool. That was super random and weird. Uh, just a bunch of authors and comic artists coming together being mm-hmm. like, um, this is, yeah, basically how you set up a fictional city, fictional planet, fictional country. Yeah. Uh, and that was super fascinating. Did not get into the Avatar panel. Um, I think that was the last panel I went to. Oh, yeah, damn. that was the last one I went to. But I mean, your highlight was not a panel, though. My highlight was not a panel. I had two major highlights, two and a half major highlights. Oh my god! One, what? Two were both at the Nickelodeon booth because, <laughs> as as per usual, it is the best booth at Comic Con. It is. Um, I was in full Nick swag. I abandoned all of my Disney connections to go full Nick Cameron. Um, and I got interviewed by, by Nick television, by Nick, Nick, Nickelodeon TV. And that was super fun. I love talking. You, you have to explain how you were dressed. You have to really <laughs> paint the picture on this one. Cause it makes a difference. I was wearing a shore shack shirt from the show rocket power. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a Nickelodeon fanny pack on my short shorts, my hair on old socks, uh, and a, as you probably saw in my photo, if you follow me on Instagram, a giant inflatable Patrick hat. Fantastic. Yes. I was decked out as fanboy as I could be. Peak Cameron. Yes. I saw the camera and the Nick microphone as I was turning the corner and I made eye contact with every person. <laughs> uh, and they all saw me. And then I looked at Lauren and I'm like, they're going to, they're going to ask me to be interviewed. And as I said that, someone came and tapped me on the shoulder. It's like, are you okay being on camera? I said, yes, I am. It's like, hang on, let me just do my makeup real fast. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, is there a makeup person over here? Like, yeah. Um, and it was funny because the person interviewing me, this was her first Comic-Con, so she didn't actually, like, she she kind of knew what was going on. Okay. But a lot of it was like, okay, yeah, like, uh, I'm like, what, because obviously I do all the editing for this kind of stuff. I'm like, are we filming for TV or IGTV or are we filming for YouTube? Mm-hmm. And like, IG. I'm like, okay, so we need to stand a little closer. Like, they were all getting the camera set up and we're just kind of casually chatting. And I'm like, okay, so you're going to stand here. I'm going to stand here. And I kind of look behind me. I'm like, okay, we're in a good spot. Uh, we do the interview and she's like about to walk away. I'm like, oh, don't, I need to sign the the form. What's yeah, the, the release form. Yeah, the re- release form. It's like, the what? And I kind of look at the other guy. He's like, do you have something for me to sign? He's like, oh, yeah. And he kind of riffles through his bag. Christ. <laughs> it's like, this is not my first time being interviewed. Yeah, uh, slightly important thing here. I've had, I've been the guy that has to get the release form signed. Yeah. I was, I was very much the first interview of the day. Uh, and I won uh, SpongeBob trivia. I won a, a little pineapple. Of course you did. It was super cute. Uh, so that was highlight number one. Highlight number two, also the Nick booth. They had a great activation this year where you could go inside the Krusty Krab 
and compete with someone in the fry cook games and and, yeah and compete to see who was the best fry cook uh and i won of course you did and i didn't you tie i tied but i was faster i thought he was faster no i was faster okay Mm -hmm. he was bitter (laughs) it was my my former coworker tom who i love to death uh, he was very upset that I okay, won. I, I, mis- <laughs> I misread your uh, your Instagram story thing because I thought it was the other way around. No, no, I, I did buzz in fast because you basically had a random order to fill. You had a uh, a table of ingredients, uh, magnetized ingredients. You had to stack up uh, the burger or the patty in the proper order. Um, the challenge was not putting the ingredients together. The challenge was you only had one set of pieces. Mm-hmm. And so once you built one of the burgers, you just kind of threw the pieces back on the table and then the new order would come up and you'd have to find where you put that piece again. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so like, thank God I have good skill with like finding Lego pieces. Cause that's basically what it felt like. <laughs> it's like having a big, big basket of Lego pieces. And, like uh, I need to find a fucking two by four green piece. The highest stakes Lego assembly. That's never actually Lego you'll ever do. Yeah. So that was, that was a huge plus. And then uh, getting everything I wanted at Mondo was a huge, huge plus. I got a beautiful Roger Rabbit vinyl. Yes, the thing's which gorgeous. Is gorgeous. Uh, I got my friends all gifts. Um, yeah, the con was just. Oh, and then the, the Disney party. That was a huge highlight. Oh, yeah. I got to work my first Comic Con party, uh, and it was amazing. You uh, worked it. I, I did work it. I found out I had a Disney voice, which I did not realize I had. How is that surprising? It's not. To anyone, especially you. Yeah. Well, because I've never been on that side of like being a cast member. Um, but yeah, it was so much fun. Uh, I got to meet Questlove, who's awesome. Mm-hmm. There was a little drama there, but we figured it all out. And he's great. Um, I got to f- actually meet uh, Bert, the guy who voices Mickey. Um, he was there. I've seen him a handful of times. We've never interacted. Uh, and so seeing him was great. Uh, and yeah, the party was awesome. I'm excited to, to see all these people again at D23 in two-ish weeks. My God. You don't even have to, like, really live through your hangover of Comic-Con. You're basically getting the equivalent of Comic-Con hair of the dog. The what? Hair of the dog. I don't. What is that reference? That's when you're hungover and you drink to stop being hungover. But how is that hair of the... I don't know. That's just what it's called. It's just called hair I've of... I've never heard it called how that. How have you never heard that term? Because I'm not an alcoholic, Chris. I mean, I am a... Welcome se- to AA. <laughs> I am a mostly functioning alcoholic. You're right. I'm sorry. And also, I didn't come up with this term. I wasn't out there being like, hey, I did this thing called the hair of the dog. And everyone's like, what the fuck is that? No, that is something everyone says. I have How never... have you never heard that term? Even through like the course of college. What am I asking that? You you were never around hungover people. You were still in the lab. You were oh, still in the animation it's lab. It's short for hair of the dog that bit you. Uh, is, is to refer to alcohol consumed... Uh, with the aim of lessening the effect of uh, the effect of a hangover. Okay. Yeah. I still don't understand hair of the dog that bit you. That don't get that either. But the point is, is that you already have like another con essentially teed up immediately to help ease you through yes. the con hangover. Mm-hmm. It is a perfect analogy. You just didn't get it. You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> How dare you? Um, I th- I think I have been going to Disney a lot more this year. I think that did kind of prepare me better for your Disney voice. Well, no, I mean, just for the con in general, like oh, I, feel like I was able to, to, yeah, I was, yeah, I was used to crowds. I was able to handle lines better. I understood, um, like, cause, cause with Disney, they're very good at, at pulling or what do they call it? Uh, like, uh, people walk down. So they, they have an, they have a thing that happens to, to move a group of people to one. So like on a busy day at Disney, they'll have 
like a new, not a new character, but like a, a rarer character come out because it'll pull an audience from one oh, section to okay. the next section. They know how to section. corral people. Yes. And so I could kind of see how Comic-Con does it and use that to my advantage. Like, okay, I know how to get yeah. here because this is happening at this booth and this booth, which are pulling people that way. Yeah. Quick, start up the Riverdale signings. We can yeah. clear this part of the floor. Oh, man. Uh, uh, Gustav, what's his name? Grant Gustafson came out. Grant Gustin. Grant Gustin came out. Uh, and it was it was just him from Flash. Yeah. And it was mass chaos. I mean, he's adorable. I saw the the Game of Thrones people. That's right, and yeah. And a very random uh, adventure. So they were doing Disney, or not, God damn it, DC trivia at the DC booth, kind of at the side area. And we're all playing. We're all having fun. We hear someone yell from behind us, and it's uh, 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 Grey Worm and uh, Jamie Lannister, Jamie Lannister yeah. trying to participate in the D- in the DC trivia. So fantastic! Which is so funny. Uh, I won a very ugly Batman print that I left for my Airbnb person because <laughs> it, it was very ugly. I'm sorry. That's fine. Uh, but yeah, that that kind of that, that was pretty much most of my con. That, That's that, great. Those are the highlights. Yeah, I'm excited for next year. Yeah. I'm excited for D23 in a couple weeks. I'm excited to actually have connections at a con. This is the first time I had, like, minor connections. Yeah, you had industry hookups. Yeah. I had the, the party. I got into the Brooklyn Nine-Nine thing through a friend. Um, you are far more of an industry person at this point than I am. <laughs> I want you to think about that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah. D, and D23 is when it really shines. <laughs> That's when it's really going to come through. I know through. where the power people are. Right, yeah. You've got all the people in the palm of your hand. Yes. Well, I'm glad you had a fun time. Yes. I, I got to see for about 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, we had, we had a great little catch-up. Yeah, a little catch-up. I got to spend about two hours on the floor, and then I tried to go to the Batman uh, exhibit at the Comic-Con Museum, and the line was so long that uh, it was already shut down. Great. Yeah, that, that's, how, that's how it goes, unfortunately. Yeah, but I got to go to Puestos twice, and I love Puestos. Yes. Which is I, a, I need a list from you for next year I know if I'm, you don't come with me. Yeah, I meant, I actually, I feel bad. I was supposed to send it to some other friends, too, my, my San Diego list, and I totally forgot to do it. Well, because I just forget where I go. Yeah. So, like, the first night, Lauren, because Lauren didn't have a ticket for, Lauren and her husband, Jared, did not have a ticket for fr- for Thursday. And so I'm walking through the crowd, and like, oh, we're at the Blind Burrito. And I sit down... Uh, and I'm looking around. I'm like, why does this place feel so familiar? It's like, we came here last year. I'm like, did we? He's like, yeah, we also came here the year before. I'm like, I don't believe you. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking This is my first time here. Yeah, I'll have uh, to make... Well, actually, no, I shouldn't send this out. I'll say I can make my like my San Diego Comic-Con bar and restaurant list, but I don't want to publicize that. That's Stay true. the fuck away from my bars and restaurants, yeah. all right? It's already busy enough. They're mine. Mm-hmm. That's all I, I, I go a, there for. I had a wonderful dinner with KT. Yes, you a, did. A great listener. Yes. Uh, and that was delightful. Ran into a bunch of other old old con friends and old Disney and nerd friends. Yeah. It was... It was it, everything was great. This is a great I know, con. I know. I'm glad you had a fun time. I, I yeah. got like about a 24-hour vacation down in San Diego. It was, yeah. it was delightful. I took the train. It's a lovely way to travel. Yeah. But yeah, we are... I think we're done. I think we're done with this. We'll be back to Zeta next week. Oh, Much God to Cameron's damn. chagrin. Maybe that's why this weekend felt so good because I didn't you didn't, watch ha- Zeta. you didn't have to watch Zeta, but it's coming right back. We're, uh, doing, we're doing more of it. Uh, but yes, if you if you tend to the con or if you have questions about the con or you have thoughts on the con, you can find us at Tim Talk Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Gmail. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really Gmail Nanjiani. Gmail Nanjiani. <laughs> I don't really have much con stuff that I'll put up on my Instagram, but I'll maybe try and find something to throw up there. But you can find me at Lordifer on Twitter and most importantly Instagram. And then Cameron, where can they find you and your fabulous Patrick Star? <laughs> 
inflatable helmet. Uh, well, I got one for you as well. So there I will know. be a photo of us wearing the inflatable helmet. It will, it will happen at some point. Uh, you can find my art, which I'll update someday, at Cameron.Dexter. And if you want to see, I'll make a, a story highlight of everything I did at the con. If you want to see that and the very few photos I took at the con uh, of me, you can find that at camdexter underscore adventures. Boom, boom, boom. And uh, yeah, let us know what your favorite piece of news came out of Comic-Con. What yeah, are you guys most, so much. what were you most excited to see uh, announced or revealed? But uh, as always, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, guys. And bye-bye. Bye.